FMX Network production. A series of the most exciting action imaginable. Welcome to the Leanne Re-Raceables on PulpMX.com. Mathis and Weege revisit the instant classics from yesteryear, spotlighting those historic moto moments that simply never grow old. Welcome to another edition of the Liet Re-Raceables podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Thank you to Liet. Uh, go to Liet.com for more information on that. The Bullfrog Spas, MCR Honda team, all using Liet head-to-toe, whether it's the Flex Lot boots, the Velocity goggles, or the 9.5, 8.5 helmets. Liet has you covered head-to-toe. Of course, they came out with the original neck brace way back in the day that they've refined and, and, uh, and made it a lot better. Now Marvin Muscan using that. And uh, so please check those guys out, support them as well. Thanks to Blenzall. Thank you to Maxis Tires as well. Uh, Blenzall.com for more information. Follow them on Instagram or Maxis.com. Great mountain bike tires, great UTV tires, great dirt bike tires as well. MXSTs uh, used and developed by Jeremy McGrath. That's not such a bad thing. He'll probably come up in this podcast a time or two. So I'm Steve Mathis to talk to me about Indianapolis O2, my regular partner here on the Liat Re-Raceables podcast. It's the... Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up, Weege? Uh, Indio 2. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was absolutely... Uh, we featured this on Racer X not that long ago when we first had the shutdown because of uh, how good this one was. Yeah, we had nothing to talk about. Obviously, in March and April, there weren't any races. So what we actually did the week of the what should have been 2020 Indy Supercross, yep. we re- re-reviewed the 2002 yeah. Indy Supercross. It was, uh, it was a neat year for sure. Ricky had knocked himself out at Anaheim 1, and he was in a huge deficit. Uh, David Villeman, Factory Yamaha's David Villeman, Coming in uh, hot and winning a lot of the opening rounds and then sort of holding Ricky off through the year until Daytona. And we all know what happened there. Uh, Weege, what were you doing in 02? What were you doing in Indy 02? Yeah, oddly, I was there. I couldn't even tell you why. I had just started at Racer X probably. You drove from Jersey or would have drove no, from Morgantown? No, I was Morgantown. at Racer X. Yeah, I, yeah. I moved to Morgantown in uh, 01. But my job was GNCC PR guy right. and all around GNCC, you know, whatever they needed me to yeah, do. Yeah, But. Indy is in driving distance, so I guess if you have a chance to drive to a Supercross, you do it. Yeah. So I'm assuming we probably all hopped in a van, the same green van that's still at the office now, mm-hmm. the 1998 Econoline, and I was there, and uh, it was it was. Were you writing big. any moto stuff at this point, or no? Nothing. I did write a column every oh, okay. week on okay. the website, yep. which we will visit in yep. this episode. Yes, I did write about this race online. Um, yes. I was working for Nick Way, mm-hmm. Moto Triple X 250 class, uh, top privateer this year. Um. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was driving a box fan, dri- going all around. I would have been O two Indy. I probably would have been uh, around his house, uh, probably in Michigan, doing the work, and then driving down to Indianapolis. I would imagine. I don't know what the race. Well, was I don't before. know because that this was the first East, so you're probably trekking. I cannot believe that. So you were in box van driving from driving. Yeah, from, race to race. Right. So when yeah. we did the big west to east, ah, yeah, cross that you had to do back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and RCA Dome. RCA dome. You had indoor pits. Indoor pits at the RCA dome. Um, Was it connected? Oh, that's right. It was. It was connected to the. Wow, they had a name for it. Convention center. Convention center. Yeah, yeah. and and you know, much like they do, um, 
at St. Louis. Same kind of same kind of deal, yes. right? Same kind of thing. Yes. Although this was a pressurized dome, yeah. So you had to wait for the the pressure to equalize and the door to close from the outside before yeah. the door for the inside. And if you were behind in your bike work and you had to go down to the tunnel, it was a stressful time waiting for this damn door to open up. Uh, so yeah, the the. The RCA Dome was cool, though. It was uh, it was really neat to uh, to go in there, and I always thought it would provide a good racing over the years. So and this was and the-, the crowd was pretty hyped for Indy every year. Crowd was really hyped, right? Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, Anaheim three before it. So oh yeah, so I would have driven good straight Lord. straight through from yeah. there. Yeah, triple yep. Moto Triple X days, man. Uh, so Nick Way was coming off a, a Honda a Yamaha Troy ride, and um, he had pointed uh, out. Speaking of Max's tires, we were using Max's tires still at this oh, point. Oh right, yeah, cool. yeah. There we go. Yep. Um, Opening round of the 125 East as well, mm-hmm. Indy 02. So uh, lots of things happen at this race. It, it really, when you look at it uh, from from just uh, without going back and rewatching it, just go, going through your memory banks, you just know that Travis Pastrana, Ricky Carmichael, and David Villeman went at it. Yeah, uh, I almost feel like each one of the races we do on here, you can sum up with yeah. a sentence. Yep. We did Anaheim 2005, for example. That was, to me, the most hyped opening round Supercross ever. This is the... Pastrana and Carmichael crash into each other race. Yeah. That's what this is. Right. And, and absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, live on ABC, this race was. Or not, uh, it was on ABC, I think the day after. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So on ABC, the main network. Yeah, that was big. Not, uh, obviously, the races were on ESPN then, and yeah. ABC owned ESPN at this point. Or maybe not, or they were close to. They were, they were, they were the same. Right. I think really ESPN owned ABC, as odd as that sounds. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, basically, so this race was on ABC. So that was a really big deal back then. There was two or three races on ABC, yeah. and some guy named Terry Gannon was the play-by-play guy, Weege. Yeah, so poor Art Ekman was generally the play-by-play guy. I mean, the classic Art Ekman-David Bailey tandem, but when they went to ABC, they would use Terry Gannon, who I believe was actually well-known for... He was actually an athlete, and then somehow he became a play-by-play guy. I'm going to look him up right here. Okay, yeah. So for those ones... Art got kicked to the curb. Yes, sorry, Art, yeah. but but David Bailey stayed. Grab and, the Vaseline, they're coming through. Maybe that ABC didn't uh, didn't didn't like that. Currently announcing golf and figure skating. Yes, that's right. When you watch the Olympics, figure skating, which is maybe the premier thing of yeah. the Winter Olympics, yeah. it's Terry Gannon. Oh, is the guy who was the announcer for this race 18 years ago. Yeah, so, yes. they, so yeah, they bring in Terry Gannon to team with uh, David Bailey, who was a regular color guy for this ABC race. And again, Weege, I will just say to all those people. We are on ABC back in the day. We yep. are on ESPN. Yep. We were featured in, in these big-time networks, and nothing happened. So when you talk about the NBC races, this is an NBC race. That, uh, we, guys, it, we've been there. It, it does scare it. me to see that because I do remember, I believe the NBC thing started uh, 99, I think I'm guessing. Something like that yeah. was the first time they did that. Yeah, Tim Ferry Podium in 99. That might have been it. ABC that might have been it. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, I was just a college student at the time, and it was on, and I was like, by the time this is over, sports on the map. It's all going to change. <laughs> it's all, it got in a network. Yeah. We got Jeremy McGrath battling Ezra Lusk. I think maybe Doug Henry was in it. Timmy got a podium, and I'm like, yeah. man, it is on. Yeah. And uh, now we think about it, it didn't. Nothing. The yeah. sport's still yeah. what it is. Right, right. Terry Gannon was on the North Carolina State University National Champion NCAA Tournament basketball team. Really? That's what level an athlete he was. Jeez. He was on the team that won the NCAA Tournament, and he turned into an announcer. You don't see those couple of guys turning into, into, no. into the main lead guy, lead, lead by yeah, guy. Guys like me would have no shot yeah. if the athletes yeah. were always doing that. Right. Yes. Uh, Terry yep. Gannon. Unbelievable. Uh, yep. With David Bailey. And you know what? Watching it, rewatching this race, he does a good job. Yeah. Yeah. He, yep. I mean, there was one. We'll get to one sort of faux pas. Yeah, you could tell funny. that he yep. didn't know that 
you know what what was going on in our sport. But right. generally speaking, he he does a good job. So yes. so good job for Terry Gannon to to do this race on ABC. The pit reporter for this race, Weech, some guy named Davey Coombs. Yeah, whatever uh, happened to him? Uh, yeah, he just works more behind the scenes now. He's yeah. still involved with the sport, though. Yeah, he's still involved in the sport. Yeah, absolutely yep. right. Um, yeah, but this is this is a really good race, and also, uh, like I said, the kickoff to the to the one twenty five East Coast, and the little preview that they did before the before the race, they talk about Michael Byrne. Uh, uh, David Bailey was very impressed with him in the afternoon qualifiers. Rolled really well. They talk about Grant Langston. Obviously, Langston almost won the national championship the year before. Mike Brown is in this. They talk about Mike Brown, of course. Uh, uh, Buddy Antonez makes his return from Arena Cross into this race. That's a big deal. And they, they mention, oh, yeah, and there's Chad Reed. Yeah, but really, we're talking Burner. We're talking Antonez. We're talking Brown. Brown, Brown and Langston. Langston. And there's also Chad Reed. Right. Who is relatively new. Really uh, underplaying the 103 Yamaha Troy Rider. Which, okay, I would like to give them a pass on that and say... Reed was new to the U.S., but he had shown some significant signs on a 252 stroke. Yes, he in ran. The West. He ran top five on the West a lot. Uh, yeah, I the, believe Anaheim won. He was running second for a while. Yeah, he was behind DV, right. he's running second. Yeah, so he was pretty impressive to open the season. I, I do remember that. I don't feel that when Reed won. I don't think I was ahead of the curve. I don't feel like it was a surprise. No, no, I, I don't. wasn't. No, I don't think I anybody don't. was. But uh, yeah. David Bailey and uh, and Gannon there, not not pumping Reed's tires as enough as, I don't, as I, maybe you they think were so. surprised. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was a really good race, and and for all the reasons that that we that you know that you people know, um, uh, Ricky grabs the whole shot. DV gets him right away. The first lap is yeah ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, they're just swapping spots everywhere. Yeah, and uh, Pastrana's in and, there, and Pastrana is comes up and gets them both. Yes, and then takes off and in one just, lap. Yeah, and and at one point he has a couple second lead. Pastrana does like it, yeah, like he's kind of out of the frame. Yep, you know what I mean. Starting to kind of control it. Yeah, yeah, uh, but could not get this rhythm section down. Yeah, now a couple things on Pastrana. Obviously, he came in as hyped as anybody because of not just that he's a great racer. Yeah, but freestyle and what is hilarious in this show is that Terry Gannon interviews Pastrana before the main. Yeah. And it's really pitched as this X Games freestyle wonder kid. Is trying racing? Is trying racing. Yes. Yes. And Travis has to say, he's like, well, the racing comes from the racing background. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was a racer his whole life. Yeah. He raced Loretta's. He did all that. Yeah. Um, so he wins some races in his rookie year, 2000, 125. Wins the title in 2001. And then he goes into 02, and he was a bigger guy, so I think it was moving him up probably a little early. But he was fast at the beginning of the year. You know, uh, there was that famous race where he and Wyndham were side-by-side side yeah. for a lot of the main event, just mm -hmm. yarding everybody, and then they both, or Wyndham faded and, and Pastrana crashed. It felt like the win for Pastrana was inevitable. He Anytime. was going to win one. Anytime. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. He was phenomenal on a bike. His bike skills, yeah. his, his hand-eye coordination, his technical skills on a bike were unbelievable right so to me this is round like six he's been fast all year yep. he's starting to pull away at the beginning it's totally conceivable that eh, maybe tonight's just the yeah. night yep yeah. uh uh by the way you know who won the heat race in this race no jeremy mcgrath what jeremy mcgrath won his heat race in indy 02 now remember 02 01 ricky and him torch was passed but he was very good Jeremy was, uh, you know, gave Ricky a run. For, and he was still the second best guy. And he was still guy. the second best guy, clearly. Yeah. Well, O two 2 comes, and... Uh, it, there was a lot of hype on McGrath's got a trainer. He's going to get in shape. Yep. He's coming after Ricky, and what the hell happened? To this day, 
No one's really explained it. No. Uh, he said he got arm pump really bad. He had uh, tried different gloves, different grips. Remember, this was all reported on. So much. And he would ro- do track walk wearing like neoprene sleeves on his arms yeah. to help with the arm pump. Uh, I don't know what was going on. Nick caught and passed him at one race, and I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I, just, I, I couldn't believe what was going on in front of my eyes. My rider on a Maxxis tire, Moto Triple X, YZ250. Privateer. Privateer. Yeah. Catching McGrath and, and passing him. He was not good. No. Uh, Anaheim one was terrible, and he was getting better. So by the time we get to Indy, he's like, good. Yeah. But not but horrible. No, no. But not MC. No, and he won the heat race this night, though. Wow. So they, the announcers, Terry and uh, David Bailey, setting this up. Ricky won the one heat. Yeah. And McGrath won the other heat, and here we go. You yeah. Know? And when we never see Jeremy in the main event. <laughs> well, he's there <laughs> yeah, because but, it's relatively close, that whole pack. But... It's not McGrath. No, no. It's not McGrath. No. Uh, uh, so Pastrana's taken off. Ricky's second. DV's uh, uh, a third. But then somebody that I didn't think of, somebody that we never talked about. I've watched this race <laughs> 90 times. <laughs> All I think of, it's Pastrana, it's Carmichael, and DV. But also, right in there. Ron Ron. Stefan Ricotta. Passes DV at one he point. He does. Takes yeah. third. Yeah. He is running the pace. He is bumping into DV he, yes, at he, times. He's right there. He's in every yep. shot. Yep. And also, Ernie gets in there, Fonseca, yep, yep. at times running close in fifth, and then you see McGrath. Yeah. The first eight laps or so, there's like nine guys yeah. and like one straightaway. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. And Ron Ron gets by DV at one point. Yeah. It's checks him up, gets by him in a rhythm section, squares him up, cuts, gets underneath him, and, and gets, gets by DV. Now Ron Ron's third. Yeah. I don't remember Ron Ron ever being third in this race. No. I just remember three guys. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember like, hey, remember that unbelievable night where Pastrana and Carmichael battled for the lead? And Ron Ron was right behind them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I want to point out my rider, Nick Way. First time we see him, he's 19th. So no <laughs> doubt I put probably a used clutch in. He screwed up the start. Who packed the gate? I packed the gate. You did pack yeah, the gate? Yeah, I packed the gate. Okay. Uh, I didn't have those boots on. Okay. Nobody had the boots on back then. We all had just DC shoes. Um, Perfect. But uh, gritty ride for Nick, 19th to 11. Now, they never show him once. No. But gritty ride for, for Nick Way out there for, for me. And I'm sure he was angry after the race. You're a mechanic in those days, but look, you're a super fan of the sport. Yeah. How much were you, were you 100% you, Nick, your rider, packing the gate, pitboarding, all that stuff? Or were you taking notice of, hey, there's Pastrana over there? Yeah. And during the races and even during yeah, that, packing yeah, the no, gate, no. you were. Yeah, taking notice. Uh, hey, if we line up next to Ricky, I'll get on TV. Oh, that one. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, one. maybe we should pick this gate because it's next to Ricky. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you were paying attention to just yeah, more yeah. than Yeah, I've your... got clear glasses on. i got mechanics. You know, I'm... I'm Looking for the promotion. Looking for the promotion. Right. Yes, absolutely. So, no, all of that. And then if I hear the crowd going crazy, I'm looking around like, oh, you know, what happened? Not you know? paying attention to your rider. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't you see his head over in the corner. You can look around at that point. Oh, you know? okay. But, no, I'm doing lap times and stuff. You got your little watch and you're doing lap times. Oh, all right. You got to figure out a jump where you can get the lap times where you can write enough. You have enough time to write the number on the board. You know what I mean? I always wondered how you guys timed that. Yeah, you yeah. just figure out your spot, whatever the spot that okay. is. Because there was no, yeah, there was no manager relaying you times. Yeah. You're doing it all yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and you also realize as a mechanic, at some more into your mechanicing uh, career, you realize stop giving the riders, you know, 14 bullet point sentences on the pit board. Yeah. You know, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Just the time is good. They know what they're doing out there. So ever did you give a rider like a, uh, a me- like a real strategy, like go outside or jump this outside third work? turn quad that. No, Does never, ever no, never works. No. Never works. No. Uh, yep. Absolutely not. So, um, yeah, so they, 
race up front is good for the first half of the race. Yeah. Really good race. Uh, uh, and the crowd's going nuts. What is alarming, though, at one point Carmichael gets in a second, and it's like, man, let's see if he can – oh, he's already caught Pastrana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wonder if he yeah. can check – oh, he already caught him. Yeah, yeah. And then he uh, gets him. Uh, a part of the reason I think he caught him so quickly is that one rhythm that for yeah. some reason Pastrana sucked at so bad. You pointed that out to me when we were watching it, and, and you're absolutely right. He just clanked it. The yeah, whole time. he got it right like twice. Yeah, and the speed difference differential is massive. Yep. Carmichael passes him. You know, it's one of these classic tracks where you hook onto the, you make a hard right onto the start straight. Yep. Carmichael just goes to the inside and passes him, but because Pastrana's Pastrana. He just he, drives it up the inside. No chance of repassing him. No. And almost crashes. And almost goes down. Right, right. <laughs> Trying to get in between Ricky and the inside of the turn where there was no room. No. There right. was no chance going to work. Slowed yep. himself down. Yep. And now it's scary because you're like, oh, Carmichael's in the lead. It's probably done. Yeah. But Bailey points out, he's like, but Pastrana is so wacky, so crazy, that he will just will himself to find more speed. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. Because now he's, he got caught instantly. But then sticks with him. Right. Yeah, it comes with him. I pointed this out to you, too. Like, I felt like no one ever – like, Ricky, obviously, total package, right? Fitness and speed and uh, all those championships. No one ever said, oh, Pastrana's in shape, man. You'll, you'll, like, you know, you're never going to grind Pastrana down. Like, I do feel like he ran a loose fitness program. I don't – I mean, he won a national championship, no, so he's got to be I don't feel it was the fitness. I don't feel the fitness was the problem. Okay. I think he trained hard. Yep. I think the problem is – when you're making two or three mistakes per lap and just pinning it and like, oh, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just jump this. I'll just do that. Like, whatever yeah. I take yeah. to run this speed, yeah. I'll just do it. Yeah. You get tired. Yeah, that's probably – okay. Yeah. Another good point. Right. Yeah. He's riding at 110% and, and, and yeah, going all you think up. there's You think Pastrana has a pace? No. no. No, I don't think he had ever had a pace. No. I'm going to go as fast, fast as, as I, I can. can at any point. Right. Yes. For as long as I can, I'm, and then right. we'll see what happens. Yeah. I might crash. I might get tired. Right. Whatever. Right. We'll see what happens. So then Ricky uh, – he Rickies in the whoops. Yeah, Ricky Ricky. Yeah, in the whoops. he Ricky. Yeah, his. I mean, his. At this point, at the Honda, this thing is low and slow on the back. <laughs> I mean, that is. This is. You know, it is chopper. He likes it. Show us fighting with him. Honda's fighting with him. You can't ride a bike like this. It's not going to work. And he's like, it's good in the turns. Yeah. I get low in the turns, and I yep. can go. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure, but you're almost dying in the whoops. I'll figure that out. That was always his thing. Yep. You know, so, yep. um, yeah, he got he got Ricky in the whoops. Yeah, there was this uh, rut down the center of the whoops. So it was faster because the whoops were lower because yeah. there was this rut. But if that bike stepped out at all, now you were climbing the yeah. rut in the whoops, there, and he did that. There always comes a point in the race where the groove comes no good, and now you've got to get on the fresh part. Deciding when that point is, is is often key in the race. Like, I moved over, and I got on the, the fresh whoops, and I was faster. But for a while, that groove is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, and then it goes crazy. Uh, uh, so DV is lurking. Again, this is the year DV won Anaheim. He won the f- third round, I think. Yeah, San Diego, uh, yep. I think, round two. I think he won the first two. He won the first two? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ricky knocked himself out. So Ricky's 25, 24 points back to yeah. start. And then yep. loses more points in round two. And it is a continuous kind of climb up for yeah. Ricky. And, and DV was on point this year. Ricky had started winning races at that point, but he had this big points deficit. And other guys... Not just DV, but Pastrana. Michael Rocco was very good at the beginning of the year. It really looked like it was going to be tough for Carmichael to make these points up. He gets the lead, and then he screws up in the whoops, and only Carmichael would save this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, he goes number He plates. goes left yeah. to right, yes. and, and the right is up against the bales. Yes. I mean, just. Yeah, he does. Over whoops, over rutted whoops, he goes, yeah. 
side plate all the way to the left, then all the way to the right, and on tough blocks, and yep. manages to go through the whoops without crashing. Yep. But Pastrana does pass him. Yes. Yes. Pastrana gets him. Yep. Uh, and gets him back, and then Pastrana's leading, and and everything's looking okay again for that. And then coming into the uh, off of that rhythm section off the tabletop, it's a left hand turn. Pastrana gets uh, kicked out on the right. Because he clanks this rhythm lane he again. The rhythm lane again yeah. And he goes out to the right and then he uh kind of corrects and Ricky's right there. Yeah. But uh kicks out and then high sides over. But it looks like from the not from the camera angle on the TV, but if you're in the crowd at it first looks, glance. At first glance, it looks like Ricky torpedoes his back end, kicks him out, and knocks him down. Yes, and Bailey even thinks so yes. also yeah. until they show the replay, and he's like, I was wrong, actually. Pastrana fell on his own. And I guess people remember this. Carmichael was hated back then. Yeah, not well, liked. this was the U.S. Open. Yep. Right. He'd already come down with the with the king uniform on. Yes. From the U.S. Open. Yes. So they were mad. And you don't beat he, McGrath and then dress as a king. Thank That's you. Disrespectful. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, so that was uh, that was Todd Gendro's idea, I believe, to put that on. I've heard. The, the, it was a Ricky's idea, but he says he regrets agreeing. Yes. To right. It. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. And, and I mean, the same Todd Gendro who. Asked you to host a Supercross banquet for free, and then halfway through the banquet said you were doing a shitty job. That's true. I yeah. just wonder about the uh, you know what kind of morale this uh, Todd is offering these people. Like, hey, we'll put you in a king uniform, and then also I'm going to ask a guy to work a banquet and then tell him he's doing a crappy job halfway through it. It wasn't a good motivator. I'll That's what I'm that. saying. That's was what bit, I'm saying. Bit deflating, but whatever. Todd's been there at Supercross for a long time, and Supercross is way bigger than it was before he was there. I'm, ju- I'm just saying, yeah. bad ideas. Okay. The the Kings the, the crown scepter thing really set Carmichael back. I don't think it the did. fans were they were not pumped on him switching no. to Honda because no. it looked like a money grab. Yep. Uh, and Honda through the years has had there's uh, it's it's funny with Honda. I feel like people look back at the glory years, awesome, but at the same time when Honda starts having success, I think they just look at it like oh can't some they're never the underdog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't get yeah. a lot of rope right. with the fans. Right. So it looked like they just bought him from Cowie. Carmichael will always deny that that it wasn't a money thing. And maybe he's right. I mean, Cowie yeah. didn't have four strokes coming or anything. But so between Carmichael not being liked and Pastrana being loved, <laughs> loved, this did not go over well. No. And the crowd was booing I, hard. I remember that. I was yeah. down on the floor and I remember the boos. It was gnarly. And Ricky did nothing. It was all Travis is going down by himself. Yes. Yeah. So at that point, everybody's bummed because they're like, we thought maybe Pastrana would win tonight. That's not going to happen. And Carmichael's going to win for sure. Yep. But. Oh. But someone is lurking. La Cobra. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he is riding well. Yeah. He is doing a really good job and, and, uh, and kind of just stalking, riding behind Ricky. Now, look, it's hard to uh, outfitness. It's hard to outspeed and outfitness Ricky Carmichael. Not yeah. many people have been able, ever able to do that. Yes. You can maybe do one. You can't do the other. Right. Normally speed, you can never fit in it. Oh, fitness the guy. Right, right. right. Uh, but DV is just hanging in there, hanging in there. He's re- like uh, the rounders. He's hanging around. I remember uh, being there watching this race. Carmichael passes Pastrana early in the race going inside after the finish line jump. And that was clearly the better line. Yeah. And DV kept freaking going outside. And I'm like, what is he doing? Why is he going outside? He somehow calculated, like, give it, say, 12 laps, and that rut on the inside won't work anymore. And I remember, like, son of a gun, look at this. Yeah. That inside finally doesn't work anymore, and he's been getting that outside super dialed. And I was like, wait a minute, he might be onto something here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was a, it was a great race for, for DV. It was, it was definitely one to, uh, to talk about. And, and uh, I mean, I guess we can 
talk about it now. He gets him. He sets him up and he gets him. And on he passes Ricky on the lap. as a as a white flag is flying after the over under bridge, comes inside, and uh and we we were watching this and you were like, He can pass him anytime he wants. Last three laps, yeah. I think he was just waiting. Yeah. 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 He was absolutely just waiting. So D V get next to him and just hesitate just the slightest bit so Ricky would lead him into the corner and he wouldn't pass. He was definitely not he was definitely waiting. And, and he yep. was moving around a little bit in the rhythm section, kind of yep. coming underneath and then yep. waiting, and then, okay, I'll go behind you. Like, yep. he could have made something work. Just think of how crazy that is. This is absolute peak of the powers, Ricky Carmichael. Yeah. And he is having to slow up it's a, it's a, not it's, pass him. It's a cat with a string at this yeah, point, but right? But it's Ricky Carmichael. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. You, you don't outspeed him, and you don't outfitness him, and DV was doing both. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so DV takes the win, maybe one of the more impressive ones that that uh, that he's done. And um, the crowd, when he passed Carmichael, because they hated Carmichael because of yeah, that Pastrana yeah. thing, they went nuts. They loved the French guy all, yeah, of, a all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden. So it yes. was a bizarre reaction for sure. Uh, we caught up with DV yeah. to, uh, to talk to him about this race and more, and uh, so let's get into that right now. Well... The Lee at Rewatchables is doing Indy 02, so that means we we can only call one guy about this, the real winner of this race. Uh, you know, we go through the categories, and we have the winners, which are the obvious winners, but then sometimes we, we announce a winner that maybe didn't win the race. But for me... But gained something or did yeah, something good. But for right. me, for Indy 02, it was this man on the on the line, Lick Cobra, David Villeman. What's up, man? Hey, how are you guys doing? Are you tired of talking about Indy 02? Uh, actually, it's been a few years, but I think the last time... Uh, I talk about this race was with you, so yeah. Yeah, during the pandemic, we're like, well, there's no indie supercross now, so let's just find an old indie supercross that's good, and this is always going to be the one. It was it was a great night of racing, DV. We went back, we watched it. Ron Ron was in the mix. He got by you at one point. Uh, you grabbed the lead early on. Uh, it was a really good race. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's always a good race when you win, but. Uh, <laughs> uh it's uh that was eventful uh, a lot of stuff going on and uh but you have to take uh, put the stuff in perspective that uh we have 252 strokes were like uh, way different than now tougher to ride uh so let's talk no bottom you know and the track was challenging like a lot of ruts it's tough to see on tv but you see, like, Ricky swapping out in the woods. It was, like, yeah. a big ride in the middle. Um, there was, like, after the triple, like, we were, on, like, on the concrete on the stadium floor. Yeah. So that was a little sketchy. Um, it seems like nowadays uh, tracks are, like, um, uh, they keep them up better. Uh, basically, before the main, the track is brand new. It's all, like... Uh, packed in and rolled and everything but for us like they didn't really do crap and and the track was very very challenging and uh, bikes were not as good as today um so it was tough to ride those type of tracks especially on the east coast yeah when you're hanging back in third in the main event and pastrana's leading were you like this is your championship year like you you know the the would-be championship year for you 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 were on your game you you were very fast when you, but you know the 199 can ride the hell out of a motorcycle. He's out front. Are you like, look, I'm going to wear him down. Like, I'm my fitness is on point. My speed is on point. There is no way Pastrana beats me. Or are you a little worried about the 199 at any point? 
Uh, no, I'm still not worried about him because he hasn't won a race yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, he hasn't won a 250 race, uh, and he never won one. Right. He never won a Supercross. So, um, and at that point, I'm not worried about him in the championship right. either. Uh, this is pretty much halfway. I think Indy is, is pretty much halfway in the season. Um, I think I got hurled just after that. Um, and, um, but it's still early in the race. It's early in the race. And, and what I just said about the track, it was tough not to make mistakes because there was so many more challenges. Um, uh, it was rutted. It was crappy. And like, you had to be on your toes way more than now. Now you, you don't have to think so much because you can be like, uh, robotic and, and do your thing, your rhythm. It's, it's, for me, it seems almost easier nowadays. Uh, you just have to worry about speed, you know, right, right now. Right. In 2020 or 21, it's speed because you know everybody's going to jump the same thing. And uh, even if there's a little rust, everybody's going to jump the same yep, thing. Yep. But um, in those days, you had to be a little smarter where you're going to have to think about changing your lines and finding getting out of that rut and the wolves, which, which, uh, Ricky Dino do. And, um, and at that point we, we knew Travis was a great writer, super technical, super fast, a little out of control, makes mistakes. And so on, on that track, it doesn't really, uh, work, you know? So yes, he was in front and there's a lot of races where I let people kind of like take the lead and I was watching and because I know it was a long race and it was like easy to make mistakes. So basically the start of the, the race started after halfway or the last five laps. And that's what I wanted to do with Ricky is, you know, I didn't want to, if you look at it, I, I could have passed him before at the same spot. Uh, that's funny. Hey, that's funny. You said that we were watching it earlier and we just like, dude, you checked up those last three laps, 17, 18, 19th yeah. lap. I'm like, he's trying not. He doesn't want to pass him. Yeah, yeah, totally. We each no, called I that out. Want, yeah. I don't want to pass him because that was almost like a, uh, it was a huge gamble because I know Ricky, you know, uh, it's my generation. So he's, he doesn't he doesn't like to lose. And then I don't want to wake him up if I pass him too early, <laughs> you know. I don't want to make him angry. I don't want him to be. I don't want to help him be better by passing him too soon. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and that's the way because and then I checked this this line. I was like going over the finish line a little better. I wasn't clipping. I was like downsiding. Yep. That, that tunnel, that that bridge jump was very steep, and then so it was tough to be very precise to take that inside. Uh, and Ricky had a tough time timing it. All Getting the time. over it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think his his rebound was uh, uh, in existence, so he couldn't go <laughs> over. You know, that, like he couldn't go over, so he was like jumping maybe with the wheel high. Yeah. So he couldn't really downside it really well. So I was like, um, I remember I was getting over the main line, and then I was uh, using my legs just to compress a lot on the face and then to go over mm -hmm. so I, so I could downside and take that inside and a couple of times i remember i was i had the pass made i could have made the pass exactly the same way i did on the on the on the last lap yeah but i didn't want him to see what i was doing ah. for a few laps and i didn't want him to 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 have time to 
to counter attack. You know, I mean, uh, wow. we, we each, can you imagine you're 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 passing Ricky Carmichael? Yeah, but but you don't just pass him. You know, you got you're gonna set Ricky Carmichael up. You have him covered, but you're gonna wait. <laughs> that's that's the thing that really sticks out to me. What would it be like? And there are very few people who can say this that are like running in second in a Supercross race. And they're just like, this pace is fine for me. I can go a little faster. I can make a move if I want. I just yeah. don't need to right now. Like, you didn't have to ride at 102% to keep up with him. You were able to be no, behind I've, him and manage. Yeah, I, I managed because I had all this uh, part of the track. I was kind of like, um, I was staying out of the ruts and I had a couple of good lines. And the whoops, I was really... Uh, I was really good because I have a good line again. I did. That's why I don't want Ricky to to see my yeah, line yeah, yeah. out yeah. for two or three laps and then stay on my ass. You know, I didn't want that. But you know, I tried to do the same thing. And then if you look at Dallas O2, okay, I tried to set, to do exactly the same thing as I did in, in Indy, and I was behind Ricky. And at one point, I could have passed him. I just checked up on, just in front of the mechanics. But he was way, way early in the race, and I did. I'm gonna do the same thing. I feel fine. Yep. I feel like fit. I, the pace is not that high, mm -hmm. and I was in second. Um, but then it didn't work because I missed an opportunity. <laughs> I missed an opportunity, and um, uh, he actually got better during that race. He got a little better. I made a few mistakes, and he, he got me a little bit, and I was out of reach. Oh. Um, so. It, it doesn't always work, but he actually did. <laughs> he actually did work perfect, and I was uh, Monty was on a pit board in Indy, and then uh, I knew how many laps. But I had only one shot to make it stick, you know, because uh, I don't think I could have passed him anywhere else. I, I could have tried, obviously, but that was my spot. I was focused on one spot. It was this one white flag? Do it, and that then so impressive. yeah, that's that's a lot of pressure, but. It worked. Yeah. But like I said, in Dallas later that year, it didn't work. Oh. Was, I was feeling exactly the same way, like that, that good and everything, mm -hmm. but I didn't, I didn't make it stick. We, yeah. Go ahead. One, one other thing I want to touch on is uh, Pastrana, obviously super popular. It was, it was his fault that he went down, but the fans were not really pumped on Carmichael at the time, and they loved Pastrana, so they're booing Carmichael bad. So when you passed Ricky to take the lead, they went nuts, and on the podium, I remember they went yep. nuts. So what was that like i'm sure you heard the fans yeah obviously we could hear on the writing you know i knew and i didn't really i was writing so i, I didn't know what happened really right. i had to rewatch it to see exactly and to make my own opinion um because my first opinion i say oh he took him out you know uh -huh. right he right. went he, he does it inside and then took him out but um, when I see the video, I see, um, actually Travis makes a mistake and wants to get back in the rut. But uh, Ricky is going in the rut. He has nowhere to go. So, yeah, did he, did he go a little hard? Yes, he did. But, you know, Travis shouldn't have, shouldn't have been like that. Mm -hmm. Like going back in the rut, he had to go over the rut. Let Ricky go by, obviously. But that's it. Then you don't crash and then you second at that point. Right. You only lose one position. I think uh, so. He made a mistake, and then his reflex was not good, not very small. But well, you know, it's, it's tough to. Uh, it's a well. DV was a very popular win for the French rider in in the heartland of America. I know, <laughs> I know. it sounded like uh, uh, it sounded like 
Anaheim or to, uh, Anaheim to 2020. Yeah. With, uh, <laughs> yeah. With Dylan and stuff. Yeah, it was insane. I right. remember that. But you were on the right side of it. You were on the right side. Do they cheer you? You were like McGrath I on was the podium. Actually, I was uh, Switzerland, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had nothing to do with it. You know, those two guys kind of do their own thing, and then yeah. uh, I actually won the race. But yeah, the the, the crowds were, the crowd were, was happy I beat Ricky because yeah. he took him out. So. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But on, on this uh, on on this move, I'm I'm on Team Ricky because uh, it's it was oh, no, not at all. Yeah, no, not at all. The crowd just didn't. Yeah, they're just typical mob mentality. They just saw Travis go down and just figured it was it was Ricky. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, a huge night in clubbing afterwards in India? Did you go out clubbing and, and celebrate this win? What what did you do after no, the win? No, no, no. I was with my uh, my girlfriend at the time, which is my ex wife now. Mm -hmm. So no, we just went to the hotel, and I was not a big uh, celebration uh, kind of guy. Right. I remember mm -hmm. winning um, San Diego the f the first time. I was with my parents, so we went home, and the second time. I had a workout the next morning, so I, I went straight to bed. I, I never really... Yeah. I, when I went out to celebrate, it's when I was not that good anymore, and then I was <laughs> celebrating for the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, hey, DV, thanks, man. Thanks for the quick uh, story update, and uh, Indio 2, what a race. Thank you for the time. Hey, no worries. The Lee at Ree Raceables podcast. That was David Villament. And uh, exactly, Weech, he confirmed all that stuff that we kind of talked about. Uh, yep. first, he, first, he was wondering off, off air, he was wondering why the hell we want to talk to him about this race again. What did but, he say? If you want to beat that dead horse again? Yeah. Is what yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but we did get but some really cool stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was that, that he was actually waiting and why. And then I had no idea that he had tried that again. Yeah. And didn't work. Yeah, yeah, Dallas. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna wait behind him. And oh shit, whoops, that didn't, that yeah. didn't right. Uh, yeah. Interesting too how he talks about how beat that track was, right? And we saw that a couple times on that. Uh, was it a, a staircase down or whatever? Oh that my god, right? Like what a mess. Yeah, there was a staircase down. Whoop, double off. Staircase double off. And dude, the guys were yeah. There were some sketchy moments for guys. <laughs> there was one lap you and I had to keep going back and watching. We're like. Did Carmichael screw up or did Pastrana do something different? I, I can't. It's so and much they, chaos. They both did. Then they bo yes. That's exactly what happened. Yes. Right. Uh, so DV mentioned a few times about how ruddy and how gnarly that track was. Yeah. So. Well, Q at this point, the fans saying, bring back two strokes. Yeah. Bring back these tracks. Yeah. What's wrong with the current track builders? Yeah. They're seething right now. Listening uh, to this. And uh, uh, so Pastrana uh, goes back a little bit. Ron Ron gets, gets third, but way back. Yeah, uh, big difference between first 10 laps, yes. Ron Ron, and last 10 yeah. laps, Ron Ron. Odd how that worked, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and uh, uh, Fonseca crashed out. Yep. And then it looked like, you know, something was brewing maybe for McGrath. But in the end, he gets passed by Ramsey. Yep. And just another Sixth subpar, or whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever it was, night. right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting to, uh, to see. A couple of highlights for me as well. The great JSR. Mm -hmm. The second best Canadian rider ever. Okay. Four, second best. Second best. Mm -hmm. Fourth in the heat. Dude. So right to the main, and then a very strong main event for JSR as well. So, I have a question about this Canadian. Yeah. He twelfth uh, in the main. I have a question about JSR. Yes, yes, I do remember him riding Supercross, yeah. and to me being equally as good at Supercross as when he'd show up for an outdoor national. Like, he was yeah. good. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah. What is it about him being able to do Supercross where it's like, you would not even think of that for other Canadian guys? Not, not Ross. Not the roller. Roller was fine at Supercross. But I'm saying... Maybe you would want to see a Canadian guy here comes down, races an outdoor national. But why was JSR as good at Supercross as he was outdoors? 
he rode it more often. He was down in Florida riding supercars. He would somebody you know, had a track. And yeah, yeah. He stayed at Starling's house. Justin oh, Starling. Starling's yeah. dad is Starling's dad. Yeah, yep. yeah. So he, you know, so yeah, JSR. You know, there was money to be made in Supercross, and he went and he, JSR, first of all, is one of the cheapest humans ever, so oh, you would love right, him. Okay, yeah, you would love okay, him. All right. And second of all, you know, you could race Supercross and make money, and yeah. that, that's what he would do. So, okay, how do I want to make make money? I want to race. I got to race Supercross to make money. Watch me practice now. Does you this I mean? disappoint you? With, in the new in the yes, yeah, yeah, in the uh, yes. 18 years since. Yes, although Jess Pettis may uh, may have something brewing here, so hopefully, he's, hopefully he was pretty yeah, good yes, in his yes. couple of little races he's done here. I, I, taking chances is always a good thing. Um, one another thing, another thing that we'll talk about 125s in a second. Uh, so DV takes the win, and uh, Ricky gets second. Ricky gets booed. Um, <laughs> Terry Gannon at one point. Uh, Bailey talks about how close these guys are in the corner, yes. and they're so close they could probably hear each other. They can hear each other's bikes, he says. Yeah. First, he says bikes. Yeah. Yes. And then Terry says something like... No, ba- Bailey oh, says... Okay. He's like, I know the crowd is loud, but he can hear. They can hear each other's yeah. bikes. Yeah. And he said, they're so close in that corner, he could probably hear them if he said something. If he said something, right. So Gannon, I guess, thinks Bailey thinks the riders actually speak... Converse with each other. During... In the turns. So Terry says, so, you know, what do you think they're saying to each other? <laughs> yes. Is that common? The riders yeah. speaking to each other in the corners. And Bailey's like, ah, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't, Bailey just moved on. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's none of those conversations. Like, hey, man, what's, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. I'm what? coming on the inside. <laughs> coming in hot. You want to hit TGI Fridays after? <laughs> so, again, Terry does a good job. Uh, Terry. That Gannon, one, but, that but, one threw him right, a little off. Right. That one, that one threw him off a little off. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Liat Re-Raceables podcast. I want to thank the folks at Liat, of course. Check out their full line at Liat.com. And, of course, the uh, MCR Honda guys running it this year in Supercross as well, whether it's the helmets, the flex lock boots, the velocity goggles, the neck braces. Uh, they got some socks, of course. They've got the whole line over there at Liat.com. Uh, so please check that out, L-E-A-T-T.com. Thanks to Blenzol as well and Max's Tires. Uh, hey, Weege, when it comes to Blenzol, you know that smell, right, the Blenzol smell? No, what smell is that? The mixed gas smell, the two-stroke smell, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, the two-stroke smell. I know that smell. As a matter of fact, I took my kid to the uh, local track the other day, and, and I brought my mom, yep. his grandma, to yeah. see him ride, yeah. and she's like, oh, I remember that smell. I hate that smell. Really? That's how you know it's good. Oh, wow. If you're grand, if a grandmother thinks it's terrible, it's good. For over 60 years, Blenzol Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. Top tuners like Terry Varner. Guys like Michael Essie, who won the 2022-stroke World Championship using Blenzol, nothing out lubricates or outperforms Blenzol's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil from the original Green Label Racing Caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile Gold Label Blenzol has you covered. Uh, to learn more about their rich heritage or shop their full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzol.com, follow them at Blenzol on Instagram, and of course, Max's Tires, choice of A-Ray, choice of Justin Rodbell. Jeremy Smith, also. Mm-hmm. Uh, please check them out. Maxis.com for their full line of tires. Light truck tires, UTV tires, mountain bike tires, of course. Maxis.com for more information on those guys. And thanks to Liat uh, for coming on board. So, yeah, so that's that. Terry's conversation with DB about talking in the corner it didn't go that well. And, I mean, Villeman, his accent back then, probably wouldn't have understood it. Even if he could have heard. Yeah, stronger, stronger Very action strong. for sure. Yes. Uh, 125 race from Indy, two, two, oh, to Indy, Indy 2002. We talked about how they underplayed Chad Reed. Uh, you know who grabs the whole shot here and leads some, leads some laps? This is uh, one I do not remember. I do not remember this happening. I do not either. Yes. It is my old rider, Kelly Smith. 
on a Moto Triple X YZ 250F, grabs a hole shot, and leads some laps. Kelly Smith. Yeah, I mean, this is a really stacked field. You've got Langston, you've got Brown, you've got Burner, you've got Budman, you've got Chad Reed. And there's Kelly Smith grabbing the whole shot and not getting swallowed up, led for a little bit. Yeah. Although I'm a little confused. Were you teammates with him? Yeah. Yeah, we were teammates. But he, like, it was tri- Moto Triple X graphics and sponsors, but he was pitted away from us. We had our own box fan. Okay. And you then, weren't even side by side. No. And no. then Kyle Lewis was in there somewhere. Okay. Or maybe he was hurt at this point, but he was on the team and he pitted. Actually, what about... Uh, it's very confusing. Also, what about Big Bird? Big Bird was... Uh, Big Bird was in it. In but, the... Uh, Big Bird was in the main. Was he Moto Triple X at that point? Yeah, he would have been Moto Triple X too. But you guys weren't... No. With the box vans. Yeah, no yeah I don't remember being like, hey, we're pitted all together and we're a big team. You know what I mean? I don't remember Did any Did Kelly of ever look over every once in a while and just give the look of like, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember him borrowing some parts, you know, okay. stuff like that. But, but never brought up High Point 2000. No, okay. I don't think so. We we didn't part on great terms. Nothing wrong. He just, yeah. I think he was sick of me and I was sick of him. Okay, you know so what you're mean? not all time. No, it's not Timmy level here. It's not Timmy level with okay. Kelly Smith. No, nothing against him, and I, yeah. I like him now, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I remember the time like I got to get away from you, and he's probably like I'm sick of you, and and uh, I you know. see. So uh, he left KTM after 01, and I left KTM after 01, and then we ended up at Triple X together, sort of, kind of. Moto Triple X. Uh, I mean, you did an excellent long form piece. Yeah, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, it is starting to fade. How good that team was. Yeah, yeah. Really, some really strong results. Damon Huffman also after yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, before this was Travis Preston really did well. Mm-hmm. Won Nationals, Triple X. Of course, the Deegan thing and all that. Like, yeah, there was incredible results. And, um, and Big Bird winning Nationals outdoors. Yeah, yeah 01. Uh, yeah, yep. it was impressive. So Kelly Smith, just O'Neill gear leading laps here. Yeah, man. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Pulling a start. Again, he's on 250F. And again, we were like, eh, which bike is better? Well, we didn't really realize how big a 250F, you know, how much bigger that was. Yeah, and I don't, I don't understand, like, why I was so dumb. I mean, especially when you watch Outdoor Nationals and, you know, Larry Ward's a good rider. Yeah. But he was just winning overalls against, uh, against Langston yeah. and Brown, yeah. just, like, battling yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Larry Ward was pretty old at that point. Right. And he's winning Nationals. Right. And uh, Keith Johnson getting, like, fourths and fifths. Yep. yep. Why were we yep. not, like, saying – they're 20% better. I, I don't know. I think we were just like, you know what? We're still not sure. I, absolutely we were saying right, that. Right, But uh, there yeah. was so much evidence. Yeah. No, there, there really was. So Kelly Smith leads the opening laps. But then, I, you know, when he starts getting passed, uh, early leader Mike Brown, and then GL is right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, right right there. Budman is in there. Chad's lurking in the mix. Once Kelly gets swallowed up, he starts going backwards pretty quick. Yeah, you don't see much of him. No, you don't that. see much of him. But still, it's pretty good. Pretty good job. It was. Yeah. Now we got a real nice setup because obviously there is no love lost between Brown and GL. Yeah. This is the year after, of course. Yes. Yes. And this is their opening round. Right. And look at that. They're one, two. Yeah. So it's on. Yeah. I, I, there's no way anyone else is getting in on this. This is going to be a private Brown and Langston battle at the end. And they're going to yard everybody else. Right. So the one Oh three starts coming in the picture a little bit. Who's that? Chad Reed. Chad Reed. Chad Reed. Yes. Um, Langston goes down in the whoops. Shocking. On the no link KTM, <laughs> but you know what? It honestly wasn't his fault. He tagged Chad's rear tire. Well, that's the thing. Chad yeah. pulls up behind yeah. these guys and starts passing them. Yes, yes. Budman, he gets Budman. Gets Budman. Now, uh, this is Budman's return from Arena Cross. He had yeah. already won all those championships. One day he would have a trophy named after him. Oh wait, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> um, Budman gets a. F- oh, here's my rant. 
Okay. Early in this main event, it is Mike Brown and Bud Man. One, two. Yep. Early in this main event. Yep. In 2002. <laughs> Ten <laughs> years earlier, these two were members of the, of the peak team in 125 class. Yes. If you want to talk about no better example of the system just being horribly broken... It's 10 years later, two 30-year-old guys. Were they 30 probably at this point? I would say so. They said Brown was 29. Oh, okay. All right. man's got to be close. Yeah. Yeah. 29-year-old men, 10 years later, on factory bikes in the same class. In the same class. Well, uh, you know who finished fourth and fifth in this main event? Yeah. (laughs) Big Bird and John Dowd. Right, right. I mean, we're averaging. Take Reed out of the mix. Reed goes on to win. Take Reed out of the mix. You have uh, Mike Brown made his pro debut in 1989. You have Buddy Mantinez making his pro debut in eight, 1989. Larry Ward made his pro debut in 1988. Yeah. No, 87. Sorry, okay. 87. Okay. And John Dowd made his pro debut in 87 on a Cowie 250. So this is your four to your top five in 02. That was second, third, fourth, and fifth. Yes, yes. Combined, 30, combined 30 age, 600. Right. Yeah, they are averaging over age 30, second, third, fourth, and fifth in the 125. Yes, in event. the regional series class. Thank you. Thank I you. thought it, this was evidence that you think the system is bad. Look at how much better it is. But you're saying, no, this is just an example this is of how just it an, always yeah, is. Yeah, always is. is bad. Always yes. has been shitty. Yep. The, the intent of the class, the rules of the class, yeah. whatever it is that you want to talk about, uh, this is a prime example of how garbage it is right here. Yeah, I mean, it isn't any different. It isn't any different. There, there aren't. There are a few pointing out rules, but if you're racing arena cross, that doesn't apply to you. If you're Mike Brown and you're racing GPS, that doesn't apply to you. So what that leads is Larry Ward drops down. You know, Larry yeah. Ward dropped down. Now, into I this believe class. that is one rule that has changed. The dropping down thing doesn't happen well, like that. Well, if anymore. you were top twenty, you can't drop down, but then, you, but you can if you appeal to the AMA and Chiz did that and got it. Yeah, right. So, yeah. and John Dowd was a privateer at this point. Right. Yeah. John Dow's factory years were, were gone. I know, but it was amazing yeah. that he could just show up and be like, I'm going to ride Supercross this year, and he's still a top five guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Um, so, Budman, so, yeah, I, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm watching this re-raceable, and I am pissed. Ask Weege. I'm just like, look at this. Look at these two guys. Yes, Teammate, 10 years after having a factory team, ride, yes, they're team, still battling up front in the, this class. Yes, in this class, exactly. Um, Budman comes back number 100, mm-hmm. the number reserved. For elite special riders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Budman comes on the Axel Racing. He's wearing Axel. And he's on Factory Suzuki. And Weege, you have always had a soft spot in your heart for Budman. Always. Yes. Now, it's especially because Budman and I spent, I think, three seasons as the TV broadcast team for Arena Cross. Yep. And uh, Budman had just started on TV, so I kind of feel like he, he was super nervous about it all. So we yeah. really broke down a lot. And uh, then eventually... You were his mentor for TV. Right, and then eventually he got a job at JGR, so we were kind of local and we hung out. Uh, always like Budman, but what is unknown... I've always liked Budman, always. Always really awesome. cool. Always a good dude. Yep. Well, you can illustrate, you did that whole story about McGrath and Emig, and you had to pick your sides, but there was one man who yeah. got along with everybody. Yeah, 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 Budman. Yep. One guy yep. that yep. could hang Absolutely. out with both yep. MC and Emig in the heat of the robbery. So yep. Budman's a great dude. But, well, before we did Arena Cross together... Uh, I had just started at RacerX. I was six months in at this point. 
And again, as I say over and over, my main job was GNCC, but occasionally they'd ask me to help out. So Supercross program time, as you remember, Steve, was like a gnarly grind. We did like a 300-page program, and it was all hands on deck. So I, I'm sure you got put to work. Jim Hawley enjoys photography. Yes, yes, that's right. We all got put to work. So that was a big story that the Arena Cross champ was coming back to Supercross, so we had to cover it in there, and that was the assignment I got. Here's Buddy Antonez's phone number. Call him and do a story on him for the Supercross yeah. program. It was maybe the first assignment I had for Racer X yeah. when I was there. So I was pumped. We did the interview. He seemed cool. Then I go to this race. He gets third, and I'm like, I'm going to introduce myself. Yeah. So I see Budman in the pits, and I'm like, hey, hey. And he is stoked on getting this podium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think he knew. There's a chance this isn't going to yeah, go Yeah, well. because nobody really knew. Yeah, no. so he won Arena Cross, but, you know, what whatever. Yeah, yeah, Right. Yeah. It could have been good. It could have yeah. been bad. Yep. So he gets third. I think he was really relieved, really pumped. That was awesome. He was running up front. So he's getting slaps on the back, and everybody at Suzuki's pumped. And I come up, and I introduce myself, and I'm like, hey, I'm Jason. He's like, yeah, man, thanks. I'm like, hey, I'm the guy that did the – I called you on the phone a couple months ago for the program. Yeah, yeah, I think – I could tell he had no clue what I was talking about. Yeah. No clue no, who I was. Nothing, yeah. No. And I called you on the phone. Remember, I was Jason, Racer X. I called you on the yeah, phone. Man, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wished you good luck. Yeah, yeah. But I remember his money quote from that story was, he's like, I'm hoping I can bring some thunder. So the whole main event – Everybody from Race Rex would go to India. Yeah. There was like 12 of us yeah. in the press box. And the whole main event, we're like, he's bringing some thunder. Look at Budman. He's bringing his thunder. He said he's going to bring thunder. He's bringing thunder. So Budman got third. He was good. Yeah. All yeah. year, Yeah, really. he was. He was. Yep. And, and I remember him being pretty decent in nationals also, yeah. right? Like Fifth. like ish yeah 5th yeah. yeah. to 10 guy yep. uh, Tony Berluti was back with Berlut his original mechanic at Suzuki from 1989 no way yeah Berlut worked for him wow. in, in the comeback so that was oh, pretty that was cool. some yeah. synergy there yep um, and again 1992 these guys were badly and I just want to point that out <laughs> yeah, um, okay. so yeah Chad kind of just works brownie like patiently gets by him takes off yeah. like not a lot of drama you know and Chad would go on to win every race this season but one but one yeah, and the but one really sticks out to me here because um, um, we looked at these results to see obscure things. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, look at that. There's uh, Brandon Jessamine just getting 11th. Yeah. And I'm like, that must have been another weirdo rough time for Jessamine. Oh, no. This was the year. Yeah. Jessamine is the one guy. That the take, takes him down. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, and uh, Pontiac, Pontiac, I believe. Yes, I believe yes. it was Pontiac. He yeah. ended Chad's run for a perfect season. Yeah. Brandon Jessamine, everybody. Not Brown. No. Not Langston. No. And I don't even remember how Budman does this year in the points or anything. Like, I remember him being pretty good, but I don't remember how it goes for him, you know? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good Pretty good times. Indio, too. Uh, so, Michael. Well, I want to know. Oh, oh, you want to talk about Brown? I'm going to talk more about Reed, but where, oh. where do you want to go? Uh, no, Michael Byrne. Okay. Yeah, let's do Byrne. Okay. And then we'll. we'll so, Michael we'll Byrne. Michael yeah. Byrne impresses Bailey. Yeah. Uh, comes over uh, for, from um, Australia. Uh, gets a Geico Honda ride, factory connection Honda ride, I should say, and uh, not a good CR125, by the way, not very good. But, oh, okay. Uh, this is Burns' first race for the team, and he uh, shows good speed, according to Bailey, good times and everything else. He's getting a shitty start. He's working up through the pack, and then he steps off Whew. in the air in a triple. His bike locks up up the face, so every rider's worst nightmare, and he steps off, and he goes down pretty hard. Uh, now, I was... Texting with Burner about this about this uh, uh, pod, and I was just asking, like, what happened? I know your bike broke, and he said, they never told me. <laughs> I said, no, I don't care about what the, you know, who knows what happened on the bike. Broken and torn ligaments in the ankle, collapsed lung, and compression fracture in his back. Oh. And he looks, he's, the riders are having the, to uh, single the triple for numerous laps while Burner is down. And he doesn't come back until the end of the Nationals from this year. 
if I remember right. From that crash. From this crash. I, he's either out all year or comes back at the late, late of that season. He rides the Biz Nations for Australia for FC Honda. Wow. Uh, from this year, 02. Wow. And then I believe the next year he goes to... There was one year I remember that Burner raced a CR250 on the West. Maybe it was this year. This was year. This was yeah. the year. Yeah. And he was like killing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He was getting like yeah. a fourth yeah. and it was fifth this year. in mains. Yeah. yeah. The uh, rookie was his mechanic, I believe. So I think that's where so but he uh, was I think that's why he was higher on the hype train than Reed was. Yeah. Reed showed speed in those yeah, races, yeah. but Burner was finishing fourth and fifth yeah. in the yep. two fifty class. So Burn it's an ugly crash and it's out there. Well, at some point they throw it to Davey. <laughs> Davey Coombs, the sideline reporter. Davey says, I talked to Jeff Stanton, a Honda. Uh, advisor. advisor over yeah. here, and he said Burner is going to be all right. And the camera cues to Burner on a backboard <laughs> with his head being taped down. I mean, Burner is far from okay. Oh, poor Davey. As he's saying the words, so it looks like Michael Burner is going to be okay. As he says the word looks, yeah. that's when they yes. cut. To him being, his head and neck being taped onto a backboard with like 15 medics yeah, around him yeah. looking so scared. Yes. Looks like he's going to be okay. <laughs> taped to the backboard. Burner is not going to be okay. No, no. No, but obviously, look, Davey's going up. You can't see him, I'm sure. Or yeah, whatever, he doesn't but, know they're cutting that. But it is, uh, it is an ultimate like, oh, really? We, <laughs> we laugh pretty hard. And I got to say, hey, we always say this was a big ABC race, right? Yeah. I'm hoping that this new crowd that we're going to get, yeah. I hope they didn't pick up on that and say, like, these crazy dirt bike guys, a guy is laying here maybe with a broken neck, and they consider it like, he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. These crazy dirt bike daredevils. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was hilarious. <laughs> and we know Burner turned out to be fine, obviously. but uh, Yeah, scary... that's why we can laugh. Yes, right. But it was pretty good. So uh, <laughs> what did you have on, on, on Chad? Okay, well, this is a big moment yeah. here. Chad turns out to be one of the greatest Supercross riders of all time, yep. and this is where it starts. He wins this race. He goes on to have a huge streak, uh, and I, I, I always want to figure out where to place this because James Stewart was racing in the West, and everybody knew that James Stewart was the next big thing, the greatest thing, the most unbelievable hype. He and Reed would go on to really own the sport for a while and yeah. be the greatest rivalry ever. And I'm always trying to place where was Chad Reed on this hype track. Well, I was at the Yamaha track before the season started. Okay. You know what I mean? And yeah. he was riding a 252 stroke oh. like Nick Way. And, okay. You know what I mean? Like Jeremy and all these guys. And, dude, he was really good mm -hmm. at the Supercross test track before the year. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, like I hadn't heard of Chad Reed before. Yeah. Well, no, I had. Sorry. At Bursty when he took out McGrath on a Cowie. <laughs> okay. So he's on Yonder Groot Cowie yeah. in 01. Takes out McGrath, but I mean it's indoor Bercy, like whatever. You know what I mean? Like you don't really know. Not reading into that yet. But the we weren't allowed on the Supercross track all the time at Yamaha, but we were allowed once a week, or I don't remember what the what the protocol was for Nick Way. But we would go up there, and he was really good. So okay. we're like, okay, this guy's not fooling around. Like he's gonna be a a a, a podium or winner race winner. You know, on the 250 class. Yeah, the, in the 125 class. class. Sorry, in the 125 class. Yes. Yeah, he's on a 250F, but yeah. he's in the 125 right. class. Right, but that's a perfect example. The, it still wasn't there yet. I don't think anyone was saying, could this Reed guy oh, be just all as time. good as Stu? Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't think so. No, no, no. Under the radar hype, for sure. He was cocky back then, yeah. and he was really fast. But yeah... I, if you had said, hey, this guy's going to be uh, one of the all-time winningest Supercross racers ever, I'd be like, no, I don't see that. Like, I right. just see a really good racer. I see a yeah. really good rider. Like, maybe he's a title contender for the two or yes. the 125 class, yes. which there's been many yeah. that don't go on to be 
all time. Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what I do remember from Reed in this one, you speak of the cockiness, he wins, right? Yep. He wins his first race in the race he's supposed to win. He didn't, okay, he didn't win Anaheim one yeah. in the premier class, but he wins this. And uh, I remember his podium interview. I don't know who's doing, I guess, oh yeah, Davey's the pit reporter on TV. So Jamie Little is the podium interviewer for the stadium. And I remember she says, oh, this has to be a dream come true. You always said you wanted to come to the United States and, and win Supercross, and now you've done it. Yeah. And he says, oh, it's not 250 class. So yeah. not really what I'm yeah. interested in. And yeah. that did not go over well. Yeah. That was like. I don't remember that, really? Yeah. yeah. It didn't go over well? It okay. did not go over well because that was basically saying, I'm here to beat Ricky Carmichael. Right. And I know Carmichael wasn't loved at the time by the fans, but that is super cocky. Right, right. You've won one yeah. race in the support class, and you're already taking aim at the elite of the elite. Yeah, yeah. Now, as we know, Chad was a t completely within his rights yeah, to yeah. say that. Because when he got a shot at Carmichael, he could beat him. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he definitely made it be known many times that he didn't want to race that class. It was all he could get a ride in. But mm -hmm. that was years later, right? Like three years from, from 02 and 05, 06, He's like, I, I didn't want to ride 250 class. That's all I could get. I, I knew I could ride. I, no, I thought he was consistent with that. I want to ride 252 strokes, not this thing. Yes, yes. But I'm saying like at the time in 02, yeah. we didn't really know that that's how strongly he felt about it. I think, okay. yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. I, it's hard to say he said stuff, but maybe it was after the fact. Right. I think he's even he, told yes, me yeah. that he was hoping that he did so well in those first races on the West in the 250 class. They just kept him. They just kept him. Yeah. Like he had no interest in being in this class. Yeah. Now, by the way, this can dovetail a little bit into what also didn't help. He was on a 250F. Yeah. And although, as we were saying, we weren't quite sure, once he got cocky, people were definitely using that against him. Yeah. And I remember specifically right. Ping tearing him up. Ping was still racing at this time, but he had his column in, in Racer X. Either either was website or in the mag, either right. way. And I remember him saying, like, oh, really? So you think you're so good? You want to race a 250 class? You're too good for us? Well, you are on a 250 in the 125 class, so how about you do it not on a cheater bike? <laughs> there was definite, you're getting cocky, yeah. and you're on a 250F, right, and we're right. on 125s. Yeah, yeah. So that was all, yeah. and then Reed had to try to he, spin that. Look, I was on the Yamaha on 03 the next year. Before the season started, you know, he, at that point, he was just, uh, he got beat by James in the Nationals, yeah. and he'd won the Supercross title. He acted like he was pretty much the Big man on campus before the 03 season started. Yeah. When and, and DV and Timmy yeah, yeah, yeah. were good. Yeah, yeah. And we're just like, uh, okay, this guy, you know, this guy is, yeah. Right. But he was backing it up during the week. Well, that's always the Chad Reed thing. Yeah. We can, we, it is impossible to separate. We know that that attitude is partly what makes him so good. Yeah. So yeah. you can't yep. say, slow your roll, dude, because if you take that out of him, maybe he doesn't ride so well. Yep. So, yep. That's Chad Reed. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And uh, he, this race was, uh, I mean, it was nothing special other than just a workmanlike. I'm coming from fourth or fifth off the start. Yeah, and I'm just slowly gonna work all you guys. And I think he led, the, or he he won the, or he let he got the lead. I want to say eight laps in or yeah. something, and it was over. You know. Well, I interviewed Chad about this race earlier this year when we were covering it during the pandemic. And he even said to me, he's like, I honestly don't even remember, and I haven't watched it in years. I probably need to go back. And Chad's usually a guy. That remembers yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. So that shows you how unspectacular yep. it was. But, uh, Mike, but Brown, the Chad Reed, Mike, Mike Brown, yep. Buddy Antonis, Larry Ward, and John Dowd being two, three, four, five just just kills me. Just absolutely <laughs> kills me. Good God. This is 02. We're talking about guys that made debut in the late 80s. 
Yeah, and what you the the argument against having guys like that in there is always it's always like, hey, give those guys a chance. They need to make a living. Also, this is this is what if this is what it takes for them to put food in the table. Yeah. let them do it. But what always gets forgotten about is there's some kid who was 18 at the time that was trying to break through. These were rides that they couldn't get. Yeah, because these guys had them. Yeah, somebody yeah. would have loved to yeah. be on Mitch's team. But Mike Brown, after racing GPs for like five years, <laughs> yeah. had the spot. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Right. Um, so, yeah, when you look at – good night for Yamaha, by the way. Factory Yamaha, David Villeman, and Yamaha Troy. Yeah. They were on yeah. the cover of Cycle News. Uh, it said uh, – the cover of Cycle News said, uh, Merci beaucoup and, and good day, mate, or oh, something. Nice. Like, in their languages, nice. right? Uh, so the Indianapolis fans did not get an American rider winning either main event. And uh, and so yeah, but they were fine with it because yeah. at least he beat the guy who took out Pastrana. Yep, yep. the yeah. Lee at Re Raceables podcast with Jason Wygant and Steve Mathis, of course. Uh, all right, categories, ready? Who won the race again? Not always the obvious answer, but who won the race? And to me, mm-hmm. Travis Pastrana won this race. Ah, stop doing this. Why? I was going to say the same. Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay. Because ultimately, well, then Nick Way won the race, nineteenth to eleventh. Uh, you'll take on it. a Steve Mathis Grindy. tuned YZ two fifty. This is sad to say, but unfortunately, this was one of the best Supercross races Pastrana ever put in, in that class. Yeah. That's but, terrible. But you could also say this is almost one of the strongest races David Villeman ever put in. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's probably the best. He caught Jeremy in Phoenix in 00 or what, 2000 or right. whatever that was, but that, right. was, that was pretty damn good because no one beat Jeremy back then. But yeah. this was pretty impressive. You know, just but, as hyped as Carmichael and Stewart finally racing each other, which we had in an Anaheim 2005 show. Carmichael and Pastrana was a big friggin' deal. Big deal. Here's why I would go Pastrana, because he finished an eighth yeah. and got the whole stadium turned on one rider yeah. for, for something that he he did himself. Yeah, That's amazing. why he's the winner. <laughs> okay, all right. He got 60,000, yep. 40,000 yep. people to, 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 to boo on something he did because lo- everyone loved him so much. He was the golden child. There's no doubt about right. it. Langston tells me every weekend, like, I took the guy out on a regular basis, and it was not good. Right. Like, uh, Pastrana and I bang bars a lot. Yeah. And you can guess how the fans felt yeah, about yeah. that. So, I mean, okay, you'll go TP, but I'll, I'll take Nick Way right, or, or Villamon. Or Villamon. Sure. Because when you can outspeed, outthink, and outfitness Ricky Carmichael, pretty fucking impressive. It, it is one of the right. all-time rides. And one of the weirdest things, this is arguably Villamon's best race he ever run. Yeah, yeah, arguably, yeah. Last win. Yeah. You're thinking like, oh, this is yeah. the beginning of yeah. something. Like, he's good enough to beat Carmichael, and he'd never won again. Ultimate trivia, ultimate bench race question. If DV races Daytona, does not get hurt doing a photo shoot, does he win the championship? He went in Daytona 24 up, I believe. I do not think so. I oh, know see, that. I do. I know. I know. Most I people do. do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just. He I, was so good. I know, but. What is forgotten here? Let me go find the uh, let me go find the schedule. What is forgotten here? I believe there were two races after this, between here and it. I remember obviously Carmichael was super pissed because when he gets beat, yeah, he yeah. was legend back yes. then for how pissed he was. And I remember him saying, "This ain't gonna cut it. I have to get faster." It was uh, Minneapolis the next week. Yeah, and then Atlanta, and, and then Atlanta. Carmichael won those two. Carmichael won both Minneapolis and Atlanta. DV got third. In uh, the next week in Minneapolis. Yep. So he lost uh, lost five points there. Then he got a second in Atlanta. 
to me, it's Lost not about the three points. points there. To me, it's not about the points. It's Carmichael is so freaking dangerous when he gets it rolling. And I was like, uh, he got it rolling now. He didn't win Indy, yep. but he's won like four out of five, and we're going to Daytona. And you know me, I don't like to do the, well, Villaman will just get second every yeah, week yeah, no, yeah, thing. Yeah. So I yep. just feel like Carmichael at the peak of his powers, which he was definitely at when he won those next two, I don't want to bet against that. Okay. Yep. But even after that win in Atlanta and after that win in, in uh, Minneapolis, he was still 24 down or something. 24 or 25 yeah. with Daytona. Now, Ricky was going to win Daytona, even if DV was at peak point. Right. Th- that one was a given. So now we're down to the, if Ricky wins all of them and Villeman gets second in all of them, math game, which I don't like to play. Now, <laughs> it is possible maybe that Villeman gets a couple more wins like this. There was seven races left after Daytona. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I just remember races. how I felt at the time. Right. And when Ricky came back to win Minneapolis and Atlanta, I'm like, oh, he's still got a shot he's at it. still really good. And remember, the previous year, Carmichael ended the year winning 13 in a row. Right. So, okay. hard to bet against that guy. Lit Kid Award, Indy 2 I will go Travis Pastrana again. The yellow and green, no fear. Strong look on the Suzuki. You? Sobe. Sobe. Sobe Suzuki. Yep. yep. Uh, did I have a lit kit for this? Let me see if I got it in my notes here. Did I have a lit kit for, for that? Chad's got a good look with the uh, Thor uh, AST yeah, the, stuff. Uh, Y-O-T. Y-O-T, the sorry. Y-O-T. Uh, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I like the Axo stuff on Budman now, barely. Now, you love Budman, so this is going to be... It is biased. Okay, it right. is biased. However, okay, Axo we know was unbelievable. Well, yeah, but not at this point. In the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this gear that Budman had was the last hint, the last bastion, the last... It still kind of looks like good Axo. 98 Axo with Damon Huffman was still pretty good. Still pretty good. Okay. Damon Huffman, 98, had some good gear. I'm looking at that gear on Budman. I'm like, this was probably the last time Axo still had a hint of Axo. So I'm going to give it that. <laughs> Phenomenal. Good pull. Uh, okay, so um, Jacob Marsak Award, of course, uh, awarded to the guy that to somebody that nobody remembers, but sort of was doing something in this race that yeah. you, that you didn't recognize. Yep. There is only one choice for this one. It is Kelly Smith. Oh yeah. To me, it is Kelly mm-hmm. Smith. Opening round. This is a Michael Brandis, ironically at Indy. Yeah. Uh, kind of performance. He didn't yeah. seal the deal like Brandis, yeah. but all the hype, everything going on, and a guy in a privateer whole shots and leads some laps. Yeah, it was impressive. Right. Uh, Do you have any other candidates? No. No. Although I must throw a shout out. We looked at the heat race results. Top nine go to the main. Yeah. The 125 yeah. class. One man knew exactly <laughs> what he needed to do. Barry Karsten. Bear dog. Taking yeah. ninth in the heat, going right into that we, main we event. We could have a where to... Where's Bear Dog category for some series, of these? Uh, yeah, but yeah. instead, okay, so Kelly Smith gets it. Honorable mention to Barry Carson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where's JT category? Uh, dislocated his shoulder the Thursday before this race. Man. man. Not even there. Man. Yeah. What's, uh, just to see where JT was in the uh, in the Supercross hierarchy at this time. Uh, he was riding for uh, Bill Dill. Easy. So in the Cal 250 racing. class. No, 450 class. With the big, sorry. That is a 250 class. We're saying the oh, same thing. D- dude, we the have main... got to figure that out. It's hard. This is the main <laughs> class. Right. So I'm looking. Where was JT before this? And He was not in the main Anaheim 3, so he must have not made it. Can we find a JT? A, a JT siding at all? Okay. I'm not seeing him in a main in Phoenix. It's bad news. Anaheim 2. Maybe he was 125 class then. Maybe I got – I know he was on 250 class – 
because he raced against Nick. Really? This year in 02. you were already he was SoCal, you know JT this time? SoCal, yeah, SoCal gear. Uh, JT's going to edit that out of this show. <laughs> yeah, he Not will. wearing fly. He will. He will. <laughs> Not wearing fly. Right. Very upset. Um, and so I do remember JT this year, but maybe he was 125 on the other coast or something or mm, jumped okay. on a 250 for the East Coast. So this would have been, yeah. So check 125 West. 125 West. And then he rode 250 on the East. All right. Okay. I'm going to look. It's great radio, bro. Anaheim won. I don't see him. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, sorry. JT, he got injured at the wrong time. All we know is he had dislocated his shoulder Thursday before the race. Yes. All right. Uh, all right. Um, this is interesting. So for Anaheim, for the Who's That Guy Award, in Anaheim 05, our Who's That Guy was Johnny Martin from Oklahoma. Jacob. Jacob Martin from yeah. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We talked about him as far as Johnny Marley was also a Who's That Guy fast Oklahoma kid. Yeah. Well, they're both in this 125 main event. And they battled. And <laughs> Jacob Martin and Johnny Marley together. I, yeah, they were like 14th, 15th yeah, in yeah. this main event. So, so these guys have probably been battling their whole lives. Yeah. They were kind of amateur. They were pretty big no- names yeah. as amateurs. M- Marley for sure. Yeah. yeah. They were known as being – Marley was Okay, you want to know my, in, my interaction with Johnny Marley? Uh, I got nothing. When so he was an amateur rider okay. that you knew about. Yeah. You know, there wasn't really no internet back then that we would follow every week or what all that, yeah. right? Yeah. There was internet, but you didn't have it on your phone. You didn't – you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I was at a car wash in Oklahoma – with Nick Way's bike and, and Jason Fournette, my buddy Jason Fournette, mm-hmm. and the kid rode up on a BMX bike, checking us out. It was Johnny Marley. Really? Yes. When he was like super young. Yeah, I'm like, are you? Jo-? He said, I'm Johnny Marley. I'm like, like the kid that raced, like the. Oh, o- you had heard of him? Yeah, yeah, I'd heard of Johnny Marley. Okay. He's like, yeah. I'm like, wow, how random is that? Johnny Marley at a car wash. Wow, because he saw Oka- dirt bikes and just yeah. check it out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, but my who's that guy does not go oh. to Jacob. Johnny. Jacob John. Johnny Marley, Jacob, what what did we just say? Martin. Martin. Yeah. Does not go to those guys. The two jams. Jacob Martin, Johnny Marley. Who's that guy? Oh. And I and this isn't a who's that guy for me. This is a who's that guy for you people listening. For most people. Okay. Brian Mason. Yeah. 250 I was main too. event. Yeah. You said it was Mike Mason. I was I was like, is that Mike? Because it just says Mason on the screen. Brian Mason is from Illinois. Okay. So this would have been like a local race for him. All right. Uh, he was sponsored by Nintendo. What? For a while. What? Yes. He Incredible. Had, he was sponsored by Nintendo. I don't remember how it worked, but his bike was done up at Donkey Kong and Mario Brothers and everything else. He rode Cowies for the Edge Racing in Illinois. Wow. It was his local shop. I remember the ads for that place. And yep. and we used to call him Donkey Kong because he because. was, we're like, there's, Don, there's Donkey Kong. <laughs> like, it'd be like, dude, I was squaring up Donkey Kong. I square, He squared me up. Like, that was Brian's name was Donkey Kong to all of us. It was oh, he was never called Brian Mason. No, it was Donkey Kong. It was Donkey Kong because he was sponsored <laughs> by Nintendo, and he was a nice kid. He was pretty quiet. Uh huh. I remember him being a bit of a rock star, like uh, Spike, bleach blonde hair with earrings. Okay. You know, okay. like that look. Yep. And he's from Illinois. He was a good Supercross racer. He was in many main events, sponsored by Nintendo. Brian Mason is who's that guy? Yeah, I mean, the, making the Premier Class. Yes. Main. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. that was pretty So legit. I guarantee you, I just gave you 10 facts about Brian Mason that you never had any No, right. no, never, never right. do a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so he is, the, he is, who's that guy? I found JT. Okay. JT season apparently started the next weekend, or no, two weeks from now, Atlanta. He appears with a 13th in, in the premier class. In the premier class. Yes. And okay. Then, and then a 13th at Daytona. And then whenever Houston comes, he breaks his wrist. Ryan Clark lands on him and breaks his wrist. 
he's got... Wait a minute. Eighth place in Houston in the Premier Class. So it's not Houston. JT in 2002, pretty young into his career, finishes eighth. Are you hitting him up? We're going to do this live on the air. Dude, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Here are the results of the 2002 Houston Supercross. Ricky Carmichael with the win. Nathan Ramsey second. Ezra Lusk third. David Villeman fourth. Jeremy McGrath fifth. Ernesto Fonseca seventh. Or sixth. Heath Voss seventh. Yep. Jason Thomas eighth, everybody. The, the, the great thing about hitting JT up on text and asking him for these questions is he gets right back to you, like right away. I, I don't know how he does it. Yeah, he's, so, he's always been like that. So, uh, oh, St. Louis. He's qualified. Oh, okay. He, okay, it was not Houston. It was St. Louis. April 6th. So, yeah, that is when uh, Jason Thomas breaks his wrist in 02. So, eighth place in 02 in uh, what race? Houston. Okay. Well. Right in there with MC, Villaman, Lusk, Ramsey. For the purposes yeah. of this column, yeah. he separates his shoulder before Indy 02. I'm sorry, yeah. Sorry, JT. Yeah, so. The Leggett's Re-Raceables Indy 02. Jason Wygant, myself, brought to you by the folks at Blenzall and Maxis. Anything else about this race? No, it was great. It was a great it, experience. I remember being there. The, the, the Carmichael Pastrana thing was so good. We thought we were in for dozens more of these battles. But to me, the rare guy passing Carmichael, like you said, outspeeding him, outfitnessing him, and that this was the lightning in a bottle, it's like, Literally the only time we ever got to see Pastrana and Carmichael battle when we thought we'd see a hundred of them. Yeah. This one really sticks out in time. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors and thank you people.